Hey, what's up, dorks? Welcome to the Dorkiest Podcast. I am your dorkiest host, Mike, and joining me, very special guest on this week's episode. Uh, be, be a little kind to him. He's a little shy. He's never done a podcast before. But joining me this week is my musical dorkiest co-host, Adam, from The Skinny with Mike and Adam. How are you doing, Adam? Hi. 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 I'm here to talk about video games. Oh, it's 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 okay. It's okay, Adam. Our, 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 our audience is nice and kind. You can speak you up sure? a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure? I have to like... <laughs> Revert back to being eight years old real quick. Oh, yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk a lot about how you were eight and <laughs> all these memories that you have. But yeah, Adam, thank you for joining me on this week's episode. Uh, longtime listeners of my uh, more successful podcast, The Skinny with Mike and Adam, might know Adam as being, you know, the other host of that show. <laughs> so right. It means long a lot time, to me. Yeah, Longtime listener of the Dorkiest Podcast. First time caller. So I'm I'm happy to be here. I've been around since the beginning. Um, you know, it was, it was a whole different world back then when you started, man. I, I just I can't believe how far you've come. Um, I wish you nothing but super <laughs> awesome adventures into the future. That's so condescending of you, but thank you so much. Yeah, you're a longtime fan. Uh, I've been a longtime fan of yours, actually, of the from the skinny with Mike. And I've been listening from day one, dude. I've been Whoa. editing your voice since 2012, dude. <laughs> it's it's been a long time. I say like we're like it's good that you're branching off because then I can listen to you talk about other things that don't involve me, which you know is is you know I guess that's okay. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you joke about it. But let me ask you, like, is that weird? Like, because I don't. Like, well, what I what I told Don was like when I was listening to you and Erica and Zoe, it was like, wow, it was like listening to them. It was like listening to you guys having a conversation that I didn't interrupt you in because I've been <laughs> I mean, we've known each other for what? 14 years now, 14 years yeah. going on there. And like I, I realized like, wow. I insert myself into most of these conversations and now I can't, I have no physical ability to do so. I just have to sit there and listen and keep my comments to my, to myself. Well, what you can always do is if you're listening to another episode that we're on again, you can always pause the show, give oh, yeah. me a call really quick and be like, yes. no, Mike, I disagree. <laughs> this timestamp is wrong. <laughs> so yeah, I've been man. enjoying all of the first four episodes. Um, obviously uh, dork host, Daniel, Dork host Zoe and Dork host Erica are 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 I don't know how to describe it. They're great. They're wonderful human people. Yeah. You guys know so much more about life and culture than I probably ever could. We're so quite cultured video gamers. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I it's agree. it's bringing me it's bringing me into that world, and I recognize a few words here and there, and uh, you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm I don't know how many more episodes I'll listen to, but I'm going to <laughs> keep giving you my support until you start your anime podcast, until you start oh. your your Marvel <laughs> movie podcast. I mean, you're just going to branch off into all the areas that you enjoy, uh, you know, over time because we're going to start the skinny network life. and every single <laughs> subgenre is going to have its own dedicated podcast. I like exactly, that. Idea. <laughs> exactly. And then but we'll have folks like, who, uh, Oh, go ahead. 
we'll have a small podcast where you and I talk about sports for like five minutes and then it'll be done. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I could just edit that into the skinny, which is what we do anyway. But, but for folks who don't know, um, who happen to not listen to, uh, my other, again, more successful podcast, the skinny with Mike Adam, go subscribe over there. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, for people who, who, who aren't familiar with that show, uh, Adam is, uh, my, my, uh, best dear friend for 14 years. And we, we've been doing, a. Uh, another podcast that uh, you know originally started as a news centric podcast, which ev- which very quickly evolved <laughs> into a music and music scene podcast, and we've been doing that since 2012, having a great time, uh, and you know we we have great fun, great adventures of it there. Uh, but uh, yeah, this is the, this is my spinoff podcast because uh, video games are my oldest. Uh, passion uh, since I was three or four I kind of did the math and uh, you know mu- music is another passion of mine it's another passion that's stuck and luckily I have l- luckily luckily my best dear friend Adam has is very passionate about music as well so we do a podcast together and uh, speaking of my other co-hosts uh, I'm glad you brought them up one of the reasons why I decided to do this show with people like them is that one of the tenets and one of the philosophies of the show is getting different perspectives on the gaming medium. Now, what does that mean for this week's episode? Well, one of the one of the conversations I definitely did want to have, and luckily Adam fits this bill, is that Adam, you fell off of video games a long time ago as a kid. Now, yes. I think that is a fascinating conversation to have as someone who has been a gamer my whole life. You know, I've, I follow video games news and I follow other video games podcasts. I play video games on a almost daily basis for the most part. In, 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 and to talk to someone like you, who I guess, you know, you did that from my understanding, you did that as a kid, right? Uh, you know, played video games like on a almost daily yes. basis. You went to yes. arcades, you had friends who played games and then just yes. quit cold turkey. Like I want to go on that journey with you. So first well, thing I want to talk it, about here is uh, I think it is, was it was a slow decline. It was oh, like is it cold, okay? Cold turkey kind of thing of like, you know, I gotta, I gotta stop this because I'm, I'm getting addicted and mm. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, get the cancer. It wasn't like that, <laughs> um, but it was a slow decline as the technology advanced. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's what you brought up, like, um, before when I asked you this question, you know, non-podcast related. But uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get there on this journey together. Now, Adam. This is what I ask most of our uh, the pot, the co-hosts of the show. But what is your earliest memory with video games? Now, again, like you're you're you you're a little bit older than me. You you got six years on me, so you've been right. around. Um, uh, I, I guess earlier video game generations than the NES. Like, yes. do, do you remember any consoles I, prior to the NES? I can vaguely, vaguely, vaguely remember somebody playing an Atari and wa- watching them play. Somewhere I was probably like four to five ish as I was, I was born in 1980. And for all of you youngsters out there, the 20th century was a different century, Mm. but anyway, um, (laughs) so, but I do vaguely remember that now with Donkey Kong, I haven't done the research on that one, but was that originally an Atari game? So it was really, I'm sorry, originally it was a, uh, an arcade game. It had, an okay. ar- had its own arcade cabinet, but the, that eventually um, came to the NES. It was, okay, so I, I, that's probably one of the first games I remember seeing. So it must have been a Nintendo then. Um, I, I didn't know. Somebody had an Atari along the way, and I remember seeing some games, but I never really played it because it just, it, I, was too, I was too small to get into it at the time. 
So according to this here, uh, the the first Donkey Kong video game was released in 1981. So that wouldn't have been the uh, NES. That would have been arcades. Uh, this was ported to the Game and Watch, the Atari 2600, the Intellivision, the ColecoVision, uh, the Atari 8-bit, and then eventually the NES. Okay, so, so I don't yeah, know maybe which... on the Atari, that's probably where you first saw it. Maybe it's very possible, like some friend of a somebody was playing it and i remember playing it and being very bad at it um but i i, I don't remember it being on a nintendo because i would have remembered like that box since that mm-hmm. box became so iconic and i don't remember that being part of my donkey kong days yeah but and by the time the nes came along you like you're you would have been old enough to at least like remember that too so right. yeah maybe you so, didn't have it on that console so the first time that I got into video games was closer to 1988 um, when uh, we moved to the house that I lived in over there in Riverside, which, you know, was one block away from where I lived for the first half of my 30s. Um, <laughs> and my friend Philip, two houses down, who will be an ongoing character in the story. Um, oh, let's get him had, on. You have his yeah. number? <laughs> <laughs> Haven't seen him since eighth grade, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but he was the one who had, like, you know, everything you could want. Like, his parents were divorced, so, you know, anything that came out, uh, they were just like, here you go. So, right. <laughs> so when I started hanging out with him, um, like that was when I discovered Super Mario Brothers the first mm. um, and, and Duck Hunt and things like that. Because that was what like that was what the Nintendo came with. You got those two games. Right. And usually you didn't end up getting more if you were a small child because your parents were, you know, cruel like that. Yeah. I mean, um, you especially you know, in the household that I grew up in, it was always like, oh, mom and or dad, can I, can I get this video game? And it's always, no, we have video game at home. Right. <laughs> you already have a video game. Why do you need another video game? <laughs> and your, your birthday or Christmas, that was the only thing you would get. Yep. Like, you don't just like randomly like, oh, it's Friday night. Let's go buy a video game. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> I mean, that, that's my life now, but. <laughs> but back then, like, like not only were the, did the years take longer, so it was like you would only accumulate so many games over the course of of time. So I just remember watching Philip play Super Mario Brothers, playing Super Mario Brothers myself and getting better and better at it. Um, and so then, you would you know, go to his house hunt. to play? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, cool. So that was October of 88. I think we moved into that house. And then I don't know when I got my Nintendo. I, I really was trying to think, did I get it for my birthday? Did I get it for Christmas? Did I get it randomly? I really have no idea. But it was sometime. if it was a gift? Like you don't remember opening no. it? Okay. No. It, it just showed up at, his, at your house one day? I, yeah. I just, like, I had no video games and I was going to Philip's house and then I had a Nintendo. I don't know how the two got connected. Okay, cool. <laughs> and it's very possible that my parents bought it on a whim, which, you know, they didn't do that very often, but what they did, because remember everybody in the schoolyard knew how much a Nintendo cost. Everybody's like, Oh, it's a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks, a hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, in our, in our third, fourth grade brains, we're like, man, that must be, that's like so much money. I know. Obviously, how do you get a hundred dollars? No, you have to like save up and save up. Cause that's what your parents would say. Oh, you got to save up for it. You got to save up for it. You got to do chores for it. And these chores would take six months of doing to save up enough money. Um, so I just did a quick would... Google search, uh, on the, uh, on the inflation rate, $100 <laughs> 
in 2021 is equal to $227. So actually, okay. that's not too bad. <laughs> it's like $227,000. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. If your house was so, worth $100 in 1988, it's worth a quarter million now. <laughs> so we all knew it was $99. But then I learned later after I got my N- Nintendo um, that you could get it without the game. Like you could get it with just one controller and no games. Mm. And I'm sure that was like a $20 discount right there. And so yeah. my parents were like, yes, we, we need to get this version. And so they like got it for me and I'm like, cool. There's no now game what? here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that they bought it to like be a family thing, but it didn't, that didn't last very long. Oh man. The, 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 <laughs> As a kid, especially, you know, growing up in the 90s, man, like the conniving (laughs) lies we would tell our parents like, oh, I'll definitely share this with my brother or sister. Oh, we can play as a family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we in all the games you end up getting is like are like single player experiences that like only I know how to play. (laughs) My parents were so like, like frightened of me turning into like some mindless zombie that they would. I think that was the rule of like, I can't play unless they're there with me. So that was like the, the, the initial stages, but then it was like, oh, I guess Adam, like we need a game to play. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure, uh, you know, you know uh, my first, uh, the, my my first experience with a game was uh, Burger Time, and I think I probably told oh, Mike about Burger, Burger Time. Time, yeah, which was That's... probably like at the bottom of the of the of the bargain bin at the at the toy store. My parents well, it, just it had like, dug time. and dug and dug. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty popular, but like, you know, it wasn't 1982. Ooh, I got my wow. Nintendo somewhere around 88, 89. And so that, that my would parents be were like, yeah, bargain here's your, stuff. <laughs> here's this 1982 game. Now, Mike, please fire up your YouTube and type in Burger Time. And so you can see what sort of what sort of abomination I was doing. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I'd recently watched this video. I sent it to my wife because no, I've talked about burger time with everybody. And everybody's like, what the hell is that? What the heck? Sorry. Hell, hell, hell. hell. What, what is that game, Adam? Tell me about this burger time. And I'd be like, well, it's like this guy who climbs ladders and you're supposed to walk across the parts of the burger and they fall down and then you get all the burgers to create. <laughs> and there's like a hot dog that chases you and, and a packet of ketchup that chases you and you can sprinkle them with salt to make them. Oh, stack. is that what that is? I, I thought these were like <laughs> jelly beans or something. <laughs> it's a hot dog. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, your goal is just to walk across each layer so that they all fall down and this game was a nightmare. I remember playing it and playing it and never being able to get past like the second level. <laughs> mm. Yeah, this does look pretty tricky. Uh, and, and you were what, eight at the time? Yeah, there was. Yeah. And I just wanted like Super Mario Brothers because I knew that game and nobody was nice enough to buy me that one. <laughs> You'd, you, you would think with the popularity of Super Mario Brothers, like that would have that could have been like a, a, you know, a bargain bin game. But you got Burger Time at five bucks, and you got Super Mario Brothers at like thirty bucks. My parents were like, Psh, "We got to go five. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's the same game, you know. It's a I game. Know. You put it in your NES, and right. you know you have a good time. What's the, what's the big deal? So I have no idea what happens after you get past the second level because I never <laughs> did, and so like I quickly grew tired of playing video games. 
uh, shortly thereafter. So Until that was, your, that was your first retirement, then. That was my first retirement, <laughs> and then I would just play at Philip's house because he was like gaining more and more games that were interesting, like like the Top Gun game. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, a Top the, Gun game. Oh, I gotta yeah, I gotta look that up. That one's really interesting. I, I just recently. Uh, brought that one up on the youtube and i was like wow this oh wow so- this is like, like a first person like flight sim right uh, it looks like there's aerial combat in this too yes and like you have to to, to aim the gun or the the scope at the other jets and yeah, then shoot yeah. them and it's like hey this is fun we're like killing people cool <laughs> murder <laughs> but that that music at the beginning is so iconic to me. I know you don't probably have your your speaker on for it, but I've got I, it on like very very silently. <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. It's like it's so bad. And um, there's there's Metallica albums that sound like that, <laughs> where the guitar mirrored Nintendo music in the late '80s. It's it's you'll you'll get there. But <laughs> you know the graphically, I'm I'm looking at you know some of the gameplay right now. He like the Top Gun or whoever you're playing as is is. Is is shooting at these um, aircraft carriers uh, in the yes. uh, or, or yeah like uh, and the goal was to land on the aircraft carrier at the end of the level. Oh, okay. While they're sh- while they're firing at you? Well, th- no. Like you shoot them all down, and then they're like, "Okay, now it's time to land." And then that was oh, the most okay. difficult part of the game was landing. Like you'd fall into the ocean over and over again. This actually looks very <clears> fun. I remember really liking it, and yeah. now it's like, you know, whoa, what was going on? But. <laughs> um and then so yeah like uh, but finally i got super mario brothers 2 now that one yes that one came out i believe right around that 89 90 range and that was the first like adventurous game that i owned at least Mm -hmm. um so i've spent numerous numerous hours playing that one and um figuring it out um, that was interesting because there a wasn't like there wasn't a, a like you didn't gain points from doing anything. There was no time limit on it, mm-hmm. and just get to the end of the level. Yeah, and you figure out all the different characters, and I, I probably didn't end up beating it until like five years later. Yeah, <laughs> this is long a, this is a game that I had as well, but because you know I was very young when this came out, and when whenever we got it, you know I couldn't figure out some of the more complex stuff especially in the later stages and again you know there was no save points so every time you turn no. the game off you had to start all over um, but uh yeah and, and now i remember being pretty good at uh using princess peach because she had that right. floating mechanic right she could fly and, yeah yeah and then that, that 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 helped me get across like bigger gaps that i that, that i had trouble with with like mario or luigi and mm-hmm. um yeah, this was Intuitive. this wasn't a game that I beat until I became an adult, where I w- went right. back and played it in, on an emulator or something. I remember like the the last guy you were supposed to like catch all the the vegetables and then throw them in his mouth, and like that's what mm-hmm. killed him was yeah. throwing vegetables in his mouth. And then when you beat him, like you 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 wake up from a dream. <laughs> yeah, this game was a dream the whole time, the whole time, and that just like blew my mind when I was that age like wow games have stories dude <laughs> so i also had excite bike like my parents splurged and and got me a, a racing game i don't know if you're familiar with that one at all uh i didn't have this but i uh, i remember playing it at a neighbor's house okay but uh, yeah, one, this was, was this was a game that was pretty tricky with uh for me i don't know why it was tricky i just couldn't figure mm-hmm. out how to do like the tricks in the air or you know right. how, how, to, how to actually win a win a race right it got really complicated apparently there's only like five tracks and when you 
finish all five of them, you like, I don't know, turn the game off, I guess. Uh, <laughs> you turn the game off and you go outside. <laughs> and yeah, it was I, I, another one that, you know, you get bored of pretty quickly and you turn it off. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> there wasn't too much going on with that. Um, but those three, Burger Time, Mario 2, Excite Bike, like that was pretty much the bulk of what I had for a lot of years. Mm, that's um, a good variety too. You know, you got a racing game, you got a, you got a side scrolling adventure game, you got a puzzle game. Yeah. That, that, that's a, you know, depending on your mood, you know, you can just throw any of those on and, you know, mm-hmm. spend a whole afternoon with it. Exactly. And then somewhere around there, I mean, I, I remember friends having Mike Tyson's punch out, which I really mm-hmm. enjoyed. That was one of my favorite ones. My parents, you know, were, scared of violence so I, I couldn't play that one mm-hmm. um, <laughs> um contra was another game that i thought oh, was the man, best i wanted ever. contra so much <laughs> and i never got contra oh man all your up up down down left right left right stuff i know was, get 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 those extra lives right at the beginning dude Ugh. right so i don't think uh, my friend jake and i i don't think we ever beat it but we would we would play and play and play on those terrible non-ergonomic controllers. Nice. Um, <laughs> like you, yeah. you guys were talking about controllers on the last episode and you were talking about the, the original NES controller. Yeah. Did that ever like, dig into your fingers or your palms? <laughs> of course. Um, but you got to remember, you, you can't like look at one, but you need, you need to have the, like the mustard stains and the sticky jelly <laughs> and um, you know, like pizza sauce, like those yeah, stains yeah. need to be on it. And like all the, just for that authentic the- feeling, you know, <laughs> it was always so greasy and Ugh. always so hot. Remember <laughs> by the end, you were just like, Oh God, I don't want to hold this anymore. It's oh just- yeah. I mean, cause you've been gripping it for so however many <laughs> right. minutes or hours. Right. And you mm-hmm. just, you're just digging into the friction of it. <laughs> It turns into and, like a nuclear weapon at the end of, at the end of your play session, or you're watching with a friend, and then they hand it over to you, and it's just all hot and slimy. And you're just like, it's "Yay, like, Nintendo!" Uh, maybe I'll pass. Uh, I'll play another time. So you know, we didn't have to worry about COVID and all that back then. So you know, the, the world time. was our was our cesspool. Yeah, beautiful time. <laughs> so Contra was like one of my favorite games, and RC Pro Am. Do you remember that one? I don't. Yeah, I don't, I don't, that's not a name that. Uh, um, ringing any bells okay. rc pro am is that a racing game like a, a race uh, like a radio control car game oh i um, see screenshots here yeah yeah like playing as little toy cars mm-hmm. yeah and I, I didn't even realize until years later that they were toy cars it's like oh they're like remote control cars okay i get it now yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i spent time on that one um and then probably the, the another giant one that came out around 1990 super mario 3 oh baby Obviously. yeah this so, is this is an all-time classic of course and uh, uh were you fr- are you familiar with like the the story of this game's reveal how uh, the um, first the first um the first yes I guess, images movie. and yeah um that, that, that movie with movie. the with the power glove yes, yes I, so I bad. saw that oh man i saw that movie and i was like oh my god there's gonna be a third one that, that's gonna happen man look at this look at this thing man look at the <laughs> graphics <laughs> you can pick up the shell and fly i don't know <laughs> the tanuki suit mm-hmm. right so i like this was the game that probably came close to breaking me because I spent so much time playing it. And it was one of those things where it was like, like I can remember, you know, 
hours passing, sun rising, sun setting. And there I am trying to like get through all the levels of Super Mario 3, um, eventually making it to like, you know, the, the fifth level out of like eight. Oh, yeah, like, I know. Oh, that game no- was <laughs> deceptively very difficult. So finally, when you learn the cheat codes to just jump right to level eight, you're like, oh, this is much easier. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you know where like those little warp flutes are, I mean, you can mm-hmm. get through the end of the game like pretty quickly. But I think, you know, of course, because that game has like a, a steady difficulty curve, like you're mm-hmm. meant to get better and better and better before you get to Bowser's castle. Cause if right. you jump from like world one or two, whenever the first time you can get that warp pipe, you go straight to the, you, you go straight to the eighth world. Yeah. You're going to, you're, you're just going to die. You're going to lose, you, you're going to lose all your lives. You have no power ups to, 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 to lean right. on. Right. So I, I can vividly remember the first time making it like successfully to the last level. And like, I was so excited that like, I, I, like as soon as I died, finally, because I didn't beat it, I just like took it over to my friend Jake's house. I was like, "Dude, I made it to the to the eighth level!" And we were nice. like, so like like literally, literally excited. Like we were like jumping in the air, like we did nice. it. We're gonna make it, bro. <laughs> That's so pure. <laughs> it was it, it was so I don't know, eleven, twelve years old boys. Like we hadn't discovered other sort of ways to entertain ourselves. <laughs> so <laughs> this is all we had. <laughs> and then so then, he, so then he would proceed to say like, Oh dude, bro, show me. And then uh-huh. six <laughs> hours later, he's like, see, I made it dude. <laughs> right. Six hours later, I still hadn't made it and I had to go home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then the it's shame two in the morning, <laughs> <laughs> the walk of shame back to, back to your house. knowing that <laughs> You can't play it anymore that day. Cause your time nope. was up. <laughs> So that was. So it sounds like you played quite a bit during the NES days, at least. Oh, yeah. Because Mario 3, that one came out, I think I was reading in 1990, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. So, and that was when I was like on the cutting edge of video games because I got that one pretty shortly after it came out. And so, like, everybody I knew had it, and then I had it, and then I was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm part of the. The, 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 the culture now mm-hmm. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to make it. I'm going to survive in this world of ours. And at this um, point, like your, your, your parents were like, okay with you playing the way they, they didn't like still like hover over you or anything like oh, no. you're too much or anything like that. It, it became such a, such a nightmare to play games with them that I, they, they left me alone, <laughs> but they were also like very strict about the time limits. Oh, sure. Like no more than 30 minutes, which obviously with a game, you know, 30 minutes is plenty of time to play a game and be done playing it. Right. <laughs> I mean, well, these days, especially with auto saves and save points, like 30 minutes, mm-hmm. like that, you can get a good session in and then pick okay. it up later. But yeah, back in the day it's during these, during the these case. consoles, especially uh, some games had like password systems where that could allow you to save, but you know, Super Mario Brothers absolutely did not at this time. So, mm-hmm. you know, 30 minutes with Mario Brothers, you can get maybe to world two if you're really good, but then right. you turn it off and pff, all right, try again tomorrow. And so they would leave and leave me alone and be, have very strict, like no video games, no TV while we're gone. I don't know what they expected me to do, but how would they know? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Like they wanted me to be like a 80 year old man and just like, Oh, I'm going to just open this book and read my afternoon away. I'm going to read about the Vietnam war, (laughs) (laughs) but I did not do that. I devoted my time to super Mario three. And then to the point of like, like, I don't know. I just have vivid memories of not being fulfilled, even though I was getting to like 
be better and better at it. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, why am I spending time doing this? There's, oh, <laughs> there wasn't anything coming interesting. from it. Um, Is this a continuing <laughs> feeling that you would feel through? There might have been. Okay. There might have been. So, okay. so I, I, just a quick shout out also. Um, Paperboy. Oh, yes. The game that I spent way too much time playing. That's the game I <laughs> dabbled in because uh, they had a Game Boy version of that. Um, um, you know, obviously the graphics are, uh, you know, not doesn't reach the the high fidelity of the, <laughs> of the NES on the Game Boy. But I had the right. Game Boy version of that. It still seems like in hindsight that it was an easier game to play than like Burger Time ever was, but <laughs> it's pretty more, it's pretty straightforward. You know, you show right. Burger Time to like a young kid nowadays and just tell him, okay, figure it out. And then right. I, I, I doubt Throw most kids paper. would have um, an easy time with it. But Paperboy is pretty, mm-hmm. you know, straightforward. Like, oh, just throw the papers oh, yeah. and get points depending on how well you throw the papers. Right. But if you, you had to hit it, you know, perfectly or else you didn't get the points. Yeah, exactly. If you were playing with another kid who kept on messing up, then they get super frustrated and, you know, throw the controller. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was just me sometimes. <laughs> um, but RBI Baseball, Mike, 1987's Ooh. RBI Baseball, which I dabbled in in the early 90s all the way through 93-ish. Um and it's just like a moment in time because they used the real baseball players' names mm. as well as the teams, but like they never, like those names never changed as the teams evolved. <laughs> so, you know, you can bring up <clears throat> the 1986 Boston Red Sox, the 1986 California Angels, mm-hmm. um, the 1986 Houston Astros, with like all of these players that like by now most of them are like dead which is crazy <laughs> um but you, what, what, i mean donnie moore do you, you probably don't know who no donnie idea moore who donnie is. moore is yeah. now in 1986 he um was the pitcher for the angels who uh blew the save um in in the game that the angels could have gone to the world series he blew the save the angels lost the series donnie moore went on a uh, incredibly downward spiral um and uh you know uh, had much mis- misfortune uh reach him in the early nineties. So I, I, I had heard like, Oh, Hey, Donnie Moore is no longer with us because of bad things that happened to him after blowing that save in 1986. Um, but he was still there on my game all the time pitching for the California angels. Perfectly healthy. His mental state was <laughs> yes. perfectly healthy as well. Now, did you this, bring that one up on YouTube real quick? Uh, yeah, I'm actually watching the <laughs> gameplay right now. And this was my dad's game. So my oh, dad would this one. Okay. Yeah, so my dad when I when I wasn't playing, uh, you know, my, my, just like you, like my parents, in, in you know, in, in instructed me to just play for like half an hour or an hour, you know, and that <laughs> would quickly go away. But um, when I wasn't playing, once in a while, my dad would put on the NES, and then this would be mm. the game he would play. Okay, and notice the body shapes of all the players. Very stout. Yes, they're they're, they're all the same. They have no faces. Uh, <laughs> it's just it's just a, a oval. Um, no uh, pigmentation of uh, skin tones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Everybody Donnie, is one race. Yeah. Donnie Moore was an African American man, and you know, in this game, he was a he was a, a, in, a indigenous <laughs> indigenous man. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I w- I spent numerous hours playing this game. Eventually, you could like beat all the teams in the games, and then like they would say, you know, the Houston Astros win the World Series. You know, nice. Nolan Ryan. Nolan Ryan pitching for the Houston Astros, uh, uh, you know, and then, and then the game would be over. And, but that, that one, 
that one I can remember vividly. I had like a 10 inch TV that I played these games on mm-hmm. in my bedroom and it was color. I finally got a color TV Ooh, somewhere in the fancy late boy. And it had like this plastic cover on the front of it. And I was uh, losing my RBI baseball game, which I never did. But for some reason, the computer decided to uh, beat the crap out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, And I vividly remember taking that, that uh, jagged controller, jagged rectangular controller. It's a weapon in most States. Hurling it at the TV. Having that, um, corner go right into the plastic and just like shattering the plastic uh, all the way across and being like oh no <laughs> so the plastic was a part of the tv or that was just some protective thing I, it, for the glass I, I always assumed it was part of the tv so obviously i panicked in that moment okay and then i had I, there was no way i could hide this so i had to like go humbly tell my parents like i threw the controller at the tv <laughs> you know <Ooh. laughs> when you're 11 or 12 and you have to go tell your parents that you just like broke this extremely expensive 10 inch color tv that Mm -hmm. you know still uses rabbit ear antenna (laughs) yeah so you made a decision (laughs) it was either we pay for your college or we buy this 10 inch (laughs) color tv we chose the tv (laughs) and i don't remember them being upset i just remember them like just taking the plastic off like it just it was just removed and i was like oh and now like the screen is so much clearer it was like i went from standard def to high def just for this. And I was like, nice. Oh, cool. Now, this is even easier. Thank you. <laughs> the technological <laughs> like, advances of when we were kids in the nineties, man. Amazing. Zero consequences, man. Zero. Consequences. <laughs> Spoiled boy over here. I'm, I'm pretty sure I got video games taken away for quite some time after that. point. <laughs> oh, I can imagine. So, so you would continue on like the, uh, so you, I, I imagine you still, cause you know, based on some of the games that you told me you played as a kid too, you, I, 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 I assume you continued on, in your gaming career and you got a super Nintendo next. Yes. I was, that's quite the story as super Nintendo came out in 1990, correct? 90, 90. Yes. So right when super Mario three came out, Mm -hmm. super Nintendo came out. So I was on the cutting edge when super Mario three came out and then everybody I know started getting a super Nintendo. There it is. Like, yeah, oh, but, but we're still playing Super. We're still playing Super Mario Three. Like, no, man, I'm, I'm moving on to these next games, Super Mario, whatever World. World. <laughs> um, and I was like, but Super Mario Three, we're we just gonna keep playing. And you got, you got to remember, from 1990 through 1993, that was a long three years when you're only 10 to 13 years old. I imagine, um, yeah. When your friends are all gaining their Super Nintendos, and you're just like, um, do I, I want a Super Nintendo. But you know what? I did get. <laughs> During that time was a Game Boy. Ah, that was my next question. Yeah, did you did you get the did you get a Game Boy and or got, Game Boy Pocket or Game Boy Color down the no. line either? Oh no, Game Boy for just life. the big boy. <laughs> that was my tenth birthday. I can vividly remember that one. I'm, again, cutting edge. That's a great gift, though, dude. Again, right so in 1992, excited. like right when it came out as a gift. Mm-hmm. That's like that's incredible. I, again, I was like 10. I was on top of the world at that point. Um, so I, I only had the two games, Super Mario Land mm-hmm. and Tetris. Mm-hmm. Um, Tetris I, came I, with the console too. I tried playing other games and never really got into them, but I spent many a trip with my parents playing my Game Boy and my Super Mario Land, starting from the beginning, 
trying to get to the end and then starting over again from the beginning and trying as to get you, to the end. As you do, yes. Man, like, <laughs> and eventually, I, I think I finally beat it at some point. I don't know how many years later, but I remember beating it. <laughs> you don't remember having um, any other games or borrowing friends uh, games from your friends throughout I, the game? I remember game? borrowing other games, but just never getting into them too much. I'm okay. Like, oh, this, this isn't as fun. Yeah, and my introduction to Kirby was in, was in with the Game Boy. I borrowed that from a classmate for like the weekend and I gave it back to him on the Monday. But the, wow. yeah, I, this, I, this, I this was, this was the console that sustained me. Cause I wasn't very wealthy, uh, growing up as a kid. So like I had the NES, I got to take a shot real quick. Mike said it again. Oh, I did it again. <laughs> <laughs> That's my drinking wanna... game for the dorkiest podcast. Every oh. time Mike mentions that he was not very wealthy as a child. You take well, a shot. when you're not wealthy as a child and you're and one of your passions <laughs> is one of the most expensive hobbies <laughs> out there right you know right you got to make do with what you got but uh yeah the game boy sustained me for like six years dude wow i think i remember that too i remember my my stepmom buying one for herself oh cool so you had one and she had one for herself yeah and there was a way that you could connect the two remember yes there was the link cable which would which would be part of my childhood during the pokemon days interesting well did my parents ever play with me no (laughs) (laughs) well but but the potential was there (laughs) the potential was there i remember playing with friends and getting unhappy very quickly (laughs) on what like a sports game or something i I, it must have been super mario land i think there was a way to play two players oh that's interesting i didn't know that um and just being like, well, this isn't very fun at all. And we just like said, okay, let's unplug and play by ourselves. <laughs> now, I want you to quickly Google the Super or, or the Game Boy Magnifier Light. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking okay. about, dude. My Did neighbor you have had that. that. <laughs> yeah. I remember. This, <laughs> yeah, for the listener, it's this monstrosity that you would attach to the game to the Game Boy Chunker, and yes. like it would make, I, I guess, like. It's a magnifying glass for your Game Boy screen. Right. So it would make the screen a little. I forgot there was a light that you could play in the dark if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. For our younger (laughs) audience out there, I know that you're used to cell phones and things like that that automatically have a backlight. But during the Game Boy days, like there was no backlight. You had to play in a well-lit area in order to actually see what you were doing. You couldn't like hide under your covers after you were supposed to go to bed and play your handheld game. Mm -hmm. You you, you would have you, you had to wait until the morning. It was but so for sad. the Game Boy magnifier light. Like oh oh boy, there's so many sleepless nights. So many kids out there. Right. So I remember being very excited with that, but also the batteries on it would go down so quickly, mm-hmm. and you would quickly not be able to play anymore. That was one of the many contentions with video games with me and my mom specifically. My mom. Every single, every single time I asked her if I could have some batteries and she would ask me what for, I would say either the Game Boy or the Game Gear. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it would turn into the same argument like, oh, you play too much games. This is the last time I'm buying you batteries <laughs> or you need to buy your own batteries or things like that. But, you know, mm-hmm. she would give me she would give me more batteries next week. You know? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, man. That, I, I remember thinking just that was at the cutting edge and, and being like, like, how could it get any better than this? Mm-hmm. I can magnify my Game Boy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the future is now. <laughs> so that sustained me for quite some time there until Super Nintendo. I mean, all my friends had one. My parents were just like, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. And again, word got around the schoolyard. 
it's 150 bucks for a Super mm-hmm. Nintendo, man. I mean, like only the richest of the richest kids mm-hmm. can afford this. It comes with a game. It uh, came, I think it was Super Mario World. And I just like, like, like years went by where I wanted one and I would not get one. Of course, Philip got one. Of course, Jake got one. So I would play at their house and like, oh, Street Fighter 2 and Mortal Kombat. Like oh, those games man. came out during that era and we would play those games incessantly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, like 1993, right before my mom and my stepmom broke up, <laughs> the final Christmas. It had been a rough year, Mike. It had mm-hmm. been a really rough year. It was like that last year where you're hanging on hope that Santa might provide, but you keep on hearing all these rumblings about Santa and whether certain things about Santa are true or not true. And you're just like, I just, I don't know anymore. I'm so filled with emotion at 13. I just, and I just want to play. <laughs> and my parents are breaking up. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really, really tough. And I just, I just want to have a super Nintendo. I don't know if I'm going to get one because I haven't been that good. So I remember, Christmas morning, Santa doesn't also Santa doesn't visit divorced kids' houses. Either, <laughs> you know, so oh, man. there's no there's, way you're going to get the Super Nintendo. There was so much in, in, impurity going on in that house. It was amazing. Santa <laughs> would even would even step foot in there. Why would he? Uh, you know, no reason to. So I remember being up before my parents because like it's Christmas morning. My parents need to sleep in until ten. So you know I had to stay quiet in my bedroom. You know. Oh, you were one excited. of those kids, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It was, it was a rough Christmas. But anyway, um, I snuck out to the to the living room. I started looking in the bags, looking at boxes like Super Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I just oh, wanted my Super yes. Nintendo and I wanted my Street Fighter 2 game, baby. My Super Street Fighter 2. Like it's gonna happen. And, like I open up a bag like <gasps> Super Nintendo. It's in this bag, dude. It's in this bag. Oh, it's gonna happen. And I was you like, "You mean oh, Santa couldn't even bother to like wrap it? He put it in a gift bag." It, it might have been. It might have been in a, a, a wrapping. It's very possible. Oh, okay, but I you could tell too, especially at that age, like what yeah. the, the size of it. Like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I know what that is, baby. But I remember looking in a smaller bag and being like, "Oh man." It's a Super Nintendo game. It totally it says Super Nintendo on the side of the box. Oh, yeah. This is it. Street Fighter 2, baby. This is it. Street Fighter 2. And I pull it out and I'm like, oh, Super Bases Loaded. What is this? Like, not only is this. We're a, a third of the way there. We got, you got the Super down. <laughs> I've never heard of this game. I didn't ask for this game, but my favorite baseball player is his pictures on the game, Ryan Sandberg. Oh. So I'm like, Okay, let's put this back in the bag and pretend like I wasn't here. So it was right then that I realized there's no more Santa, is there? <gasps> oh no! <laughs> the Super Nintendo ruined your childhood. I'm going, I, I was just like, I'm 13. I'm gonna just let this go. Oh, and little no. did I know that you know my life would subsequently be changed forever in 1994. But in that moment, in 1993, I was like, but I got my Super Nintendo. Life is going to be okay. Yeah, everything's going to be fine now. You're good. Really quick, though, on um, Super Bases Loaded, I got the Wikipedia page up here. So it's it's funny how they got Ryan Sandberg on the the cover. But the teams here... The Atlanta yeah, they, Amoebas. They couldn't get any rights to the to the to the team names. <laughs> I love these names: the Boston Buzzards, the yes. Chicago Cyclops. Yes. Uh, I'm not going to name them all, but like we got the Hawaii Islanders. Oh man, and they the were the Utah best. Utah Stars. The, the oh, Hawaii really? Islanders was the best team. <laughs> oh, really? Cool. Pro um, tip for I mean, all you kids out there playing uh, Super Bases Loaded out there. 
and Ryan Sandberg not wearing any Cubs paraphernalia, just wearing a blue hat with nothing on it. And then, <laughs> He's got the stripes, so you know. And then pinstripes with no logo on them. But there he <laughs> well, is. Maybe still. the logo is behind his mitt there. You know, it, 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 the patch could be there. So I knew nothing about that game, but I, but I got my Super Mario World and mm. I got my Super Bases loaded. And as far as I can remember, I don't, I didn't have any other Super Nintendo games until finally my mom and stepmom broke up and my mom caved and got me Street Fighter 2 oh, probably yes. in, in 1995. I probably got that game. <laughs> Maybe 94, but I would just like borrow it from friends and play it at my house all the time. Um, but that, but that was pretty much it. That's, that's the end of my, my video game journey. Oh, you had three games on the super Nintendo. That's pretty much it. I don't remember playing any other games at all. And then like slowly fading away from games. So you were, okay. So, so from what it sounds like, and, and, and imagine the age that you were at too, will maybe played a part in this. So did you just kind of fall into other interests and just kind of video gaming's just kind of was set aside or was it was it that maybe mixed with the combination of like your parents splitting up and you know life changing rapidly at that point it really seemed to become something that only children did at that point remember there was like obviously you and i were much different aged yeah yeah by the time i got to middle school like we became much more focused on other sexes yeah yeah so you started like noticing girls and (laughs) so figuring out that path in life became much more important than video games were yeah i I do remember in the 90s too i I know you and i have a little bit of an age gap but even in the 90s like games were still kind of seen as like toys for children and being a child like i was like okay fine Mm -hmm. then i'm gonna play with them you know so i I guess (laughs) i could see that in in the mid nineties, you were like, you know, nine, 10. So it was like perfect for you. But yeah. Yeah. When you were 13 and older, it was totally like a, I want to be like an adult now. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Video games are not part of being an adult. Like that was just not part of the psyche. And from the sounds of it too, like the games that you played too, weren't like story intensive. So I guess maybe you, did you not like see the artistry of it at that time? Not really. It okay. became a very solitary experience. It wasn't something I did with friends anymore. Um, and we got, I mean, we, we still went to the arcade. That was still a social kind of thing. Cause at least yeah. you can go there and maybe check out girls while you're there. Um, so <laughs> the babes are at the arcade this weekend, dude. <laughs> exactly, man. Um, so there, that was a big part of it. And I can remember going to the arcade and playing games there from all of the, all the centuries ago that were yeah, still did you have there. any, did you have any favorites? Man, I, I can I can remember when like Mortal Kombat and Mortal Kombat Two came out there, and those like being huge, like just mounds of people watching other people play those. Um, the Terminator Two game came out somewhere in there. I remember that being really with the, popular with the, with the rifle attachment to it. Yes, nice, yeah. And then Killer Instinct became like a huge thing for a while mm-hmm. there. That was big on consoles too, especially in the right. Sega Genesis area. But I never played those games on arcade. But but Denny, when I was hanging out. With my friend Denny, mm-hmm. um, he was very into those games, and he would like you know set his quarters down on the on the on the arcade game. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be a long day, boys. <laughs> and then 
he would play and play and play and play and play. And I would just kind of like meander around uh, doing my thing, you know, <laughs> like, like, Oh, I remember this game from the eighties. I guess I'll play this real quick and then die. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Um, and then I, I remember like, like having to like drag him away from games because he would get so into them. And then when he would lose, he like would rage, rage out <laughs> on Ooh, the arcade yikes. games. Like, dude, it's okay. We're just going to go outside. We're going to just like smoke a cigarette. We're going to calm down, bro. It'd be okay. <laughs> and he'd be like, no, man, no, I got to get better. It's not fair. Not fair. <laughs> so he was, was acting the way that our parents feared that mm-hmm. video games would turn us into. Exactly. And I remember oh, no. even going, going to Disneyland with him somewhere around ninth grade and him just like playing the, the G rated version of killer instinct. Yeah, um, at that arcade over it. in the next to the pizza shop, right? Uh, yes, by Space Mountain. Yeah, uh, that's the one. Yeah, and again, I would just like hang out and I'd watch him, and he'd play and play, and then be like, "Disneyland, man, it's the the, the, oh, the happiest place on earth. You can't show blood on video games, bro." <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> yeah, that's so some like, yeah, yeah. stuff right there. <laughs> video games are video games are are great. So, like, like, so like my my brain just like went really really far away from them around that time and somewhere around there i mean when did n64 come out that was 96 that was 96 yeah okay okay so that was one like by then i was pretty much checked out i I remember 95 to 96 like barely hanging on to video games and then as soon as n64 hit i was like i can't go through what i went through with my with super nintendo where it was like begging and pleading and doing chores and you know saving and all of this you know like like all like this whole like you have to build and build and build up to get something that's a video game it was like there was a total disconnect from that so at that point were your friends kind of uh out from video games as well because like you said like you know it it used to be like a social thing for you go to your friend's house and play i i would say like even though I was like starting to pull away from it, I was still drawn back into Ken Griffey Jr. Baseball, which yeah, I don't what, remember. If that what was console was that? Game. That was a Super Nintendo game. Okay, for sure. Um, I don't even remember if that was the correct name. That one's Slugfest, I think it is. The Slugfest is that what we? Oh were no, playing? that's the N sixty four version. Okay, so there was this SNES version. So there's um. So there's Major League Baseball featuring Ken Griffey Jr., Maybe which is also on the N, uh, N64, I'm, I'm seeing. Winning winning Run. There's another game called Winning Run. That's a Super Nintendo game. Maybe that's what it was? Mm. Man. Yes, that looks familiar. Yeah, that was like the most realistic of all time game. Yeah, look at these so, screenshots, man. Like, there's got like, there's texture to the dirt. There's like so a sky, was... there's a city skyline in the background. Yeah. And so me and my friend Chris would play this game like like all the time. We would hang out in his room and play that game like all weekend long. So and he had this game or you did? No, I had this game and then I took oh, okay. it to his house. And like he would play, he would be on offense and I'd be on defense. And we played an entire season where we were the Cleveland Indians. Oh, and man. That was, that was the year that they were like. They went to the World Series in '95, so that I, I must have been playing that '95 to '96, and um, we played an entire season. We went like 130 and 32 or something like that. Yeah, so um, you were like around 16 at this time. So I mean, like you were like you know young, young at this point. So you were still right. holding on for the most part, close to adulthood. 
And I remember we like made it through and we won the world series. And then it was like, well, now what? <laughs> like, what do we do? Start another season? Like we just spent three months doing this. <laughs> it was, it's that, it's that scene from, uh, from toy story. Like, I don't want to play with you anymore. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of ran out of juice with, with all that. And like, again, we were much more focused on like, real baseball and and real people and trying to uh you know do things with other living humans right it was (laughs) in the video game world as a as a teen uh you know as a former teenage boy myself i understand yeah so so was that uh, like your last kind of like big video game memory like doing that whole season with him yeah that was definitely the last of it and um, what a way to what like, a way to go out in retirement, you know? And feeling like super jaded when he would like because the, the, the he had the console and the game at his, his house, and when he would play without me, like I remember taking that so incredibly personal. Like, how dare you? Like with other kids or just by himself? <laughs> no, by himself. Like he would he he would play like 20, 30 games, you know, from from one weekend to another weekend. Ooh, like, yikes. dude, what what the. F- <laughs> like you totally lost like five games in the last week what the, uh, <laughs> it's because i wasn't there to play defense bro <laughs> botched your season's botched bro yeah so and and by the time n64 came out i was like i don't want to learn about another game video mm. games are for children right why are we yeah. wasting time doing this we are 16 years old bro we need to grow it's funny because like around this time this is around the time that video games taught me that interesting and unique stories can be told through this medium because you know again I'm, I'm a little bit younger than you but and i did see video games as like an expensive interesting toy and yes. it's something that was you know quote unquote meant for kids even though i did see like older kids and adults playing them here and there like it wasn't until Final Fantasy VII that was my game that like transcended the medium for me, and like I learned that like you can go on these vast, incredible adventures, and that was around ninety six, ninety seven, which is interesting. So you cut off right around the time that the industry as a whole were trying to tell these interesting stories. Mm-hmm. That's very Super, interesting. Because Super Mario Three was like the most in depth story that I could wrap my head around. Right. Yeah. And I was like, well, I experienced that. What's what's left? <laughs> well, even um, um, in Street uh, Street Fighter, which you ended up getting, like the, each of those characters had a backstory that you would learn through the story mode, and you know each of them had like rivalries with other players, and there was a big um, like world domination storyline with uh, with um, oh, what's his name, the main villain Bi- Bison and stuff. Bison. Yeah, did that ever like uh, like interest you at all? Um, Even though the stories are pretty rudimentary and like they're not like you know the most incredible stories in the world, like the fact that they did have storytelling, especially in a fighting game, that was always interesting to me too. I I don't remember knowing too much about those stories. I don't know if I. I mean, it wasn't like you can just look them up online and read about them, right? You know, you yeah, of like course. Buy the Nintendo magazine and all that weird stuff that was out there, which I did. Every time we went to the grocery store, I'd go straight to the magazine aisle and start reading through the magazines because my parents aren't going to buy me like a seven dollar magazine, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Encourage me to read, you know. So I had to like read as many articles as I can while they were doing grocery shopping, and then we had to leave. Right. So that's where I got right. like a lot of outside Nintendo lore. <laughs> yes. Because just trying to get that strategy guide for Super Mario 3 at one point, it was like only one or two kids in the entire world had that. Um, So like to 
to, you know, get a bootleg copy of it over the course of time that was all like crumpled up and hiding under a kid's mattress. You know, that was, that, that was the extent you couldn't mm-hmm. get it, get things any other way. Cause parents were like, Nope, too expensive. Can't, can't do that. You're stopping a child. Yeah. <laughs> Video games are for children. <laughs> <laughs> you have all these other toys in your room. Why don't you play with those toys? Yeah, little right. boy. Yes. So, you know, we would definitely spend time doing other non-video game related playing, which seemed more, I don't know, fun. Well, that, <laughs> well with that being too. said, I mean, you know, you had that big video game memory. It's not the last video game that you'd ever play. And I'll get to that in, in a little bit. But I guess nowadays we're going to flash forward to today or even maybe recently in the past, too. Um, do video games interest you at all these days? Like, do do you see like trailers or ads or anything like that for some interesting game or even like MLB the show or something like that? Does that uh, ever tickle your fancy or hit you in the nostalgia in any way to kind of jump back in at, at, at some point? It was fun to watch the simulated games last year when there was no baseball mm-hmm. and to see how far things have come. Cause even in uh, the King Griffey junior game, it it looks more realistic, but you can still tell that these are cartoon characters, right? Yeah, playing the games and like technology the, of the time, of course, you know, because <laughs> when you know they show like Sammy Sosa or somebody like that who was like the big power hitter at the time, like they just had these massive Popeye arms, and like, <laughs> arms and stuff. <laughs> this is how we portray to the audience that he's very strong. <laughs> it's like you'd have like the fast guys who are all little. And then you'd have like the giant power hitters that were just like, like all steroids down. Nice. So no, even watching that stuff now, I was like, nope, not going to drag me into this. I have no, no interest in trying to look at this from like a, uh, like, what's the word I'm looking for? Artistic? Not even, not artistic, but from technological strategy. Like, I don't want to figure out, I don't want to figure out how to win at these games i have no interest the yeah the skill level side of it and, and in your your interest in baseball is really just kind of you know being on the sidelines and like you know witnessing them for yourself right not not not, not so much being like an active yes. participant i like i like watching other people fulfill their hopes and dreams <laughs> not so much you <laughs> vicariously through a controller right grown men fulfilling their hopes and dreams and <laughs> right being like Go other grown men who are much younger than me now. You got this. <laughs> you got this, child. Right. Um, no, like the that that whole figuring out thing is like I, I it just takes me back to being so frustrated as a kid because I wasn't good at these games. I really, really wasn't. It took me months and months to figure out how to get anywhere close to being able to beat these games. And that's mm-hmm. what's interesting about listening to you guys. Of like, oh, I want to do this. I want to spend this time doing this. I'm just like, man, no. <laughs> I just would, yeah. I'd rather be doing something else. Yeah, admittedly, like, too, video games are a huge time sink. And they, you know, especially when you're an adult, man, like you, the dream when you're a kid is that you'll have the money and the means to get all the games that you want. And for the most part, right. like I'm there in my life, right? And, I'm in, and I have yes. a family that, you know, supports me in, 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 
pursuing this hobby of mine, this this passion of mine. But it's it you don't realize as a kid, like you don't always have the time to do all this stuff. You have like adult responsibilities, you have relationships to foster. If you're a parent, you have children to raise. If you have a job, you have a job to go to. And it's like you don't always have the time. Like you have the money, but then you don't have the time. But then when you're a kid, you have all the time, but you don't have the money, you know? <laughs> right. So unless you had like cool divorced parents, then uh you know, you get all the games. <laughs> Please love me, Johnny. Please love me. <laughs> is that a is that a is that a is that a gentle jab at one of the co-hosts of the show? <laughs> oh no, no. If you if your parents had divorced, you would have had all the games. That's the problem. If my parents had divorced. Mm-hmm. Oh no, my yeah. my mom. There's no way my mom would ever buy me a game. It's a whole different mindset when your parents get divorced and they're trying to to win your love over. Oh, that competitive! So one of your parents would have been that parent. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have any of that. My oh, parents sure. give two craps, but they were nice enough to give me, you know, my two games a year: one for your birthday and one for Christmas mm-hmm. uh, during during eighty eight to ninety three. <laughs> so. You're not interested in gaming in the traditional sense, right? And in getting like a console, sitting down, making the time for it, holding a controller, maybe even just playing some baseball. But you have in the past uh, and even in the present played some video games with me and our families. Uh, let's, let's go backwards a little bit. Like I remember us playing Rock Band together and you know, uh, I introduced you to Rock Band uh, uh by the way before or nine yeah something like that uh, prior to us playing uh were you did did you ever see like ads or commercials for that for that game at all I did. prior to me telling you about it um yes i knew of it my nephew who is what he's like six years younger than you no four maybe four years younger than you okay so um, he's 30 now he his, his guitar hero skills were beyond expert level. Um, so we went out there to visit them in 2008 when he graduated high school. Um, and like w- uh, he would just, he was playing that all the whole time we were there. I was like, Hey, we're going to have your graduation party now. And he's like, okay, cool. <laughs> that was it. And then he would like, just kind of emerge from his room and be like, Oh, what's up guys. Oh, Thanks for okay. the cake. Mom. But, but I got, I got to go. I, I mean, Who's one of those bands that just has all the dragon force? Yeah. He was like, my nephew was on expert level with dragon force and I would just watch him. And he was just like 95% accuracy beyond great at that game. And I'm like, cool. This was the kid that I I taught him how to play super Mario brothers back in 1995 or six or something. Cause they just had a, a regular NES back then. So to see how far he'd come in 12 years was pretty good. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so like excited that I figured out how to get to warp worlds and Mario brothers one. So. Yeah. So I definitely bought like um, uh, me and my ex-wife, we bought rock band with the intention of like, Oh, I want to get, I want to, I want to dabble in some drums. Right. And like the only mm. real life drummer I knew personally was, was you of course. So I figured like, Oh, Hey, you want to come over and play some rock band, real drummer. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, uh, what are your memories with that with that game? You know, with us playing. I remember you struggling with it a little bit because you know, it's a, it's a oh, non traditional yeah. drum pad. Of course, you got your snare over on right. the left, I think, and or however uh, it was just you just had yeah you had like the four pads in front of you and you just figure out which ones which. So you and know, the bass drum pedal. Too. But what was great about it was that it made me better with my timing. 
oh, I didn't realize how off I didn't realize how off my timing was until I started playing that game because I would like start getting into my little bit of a flow that I would usually do when I play drums and the game was like oh no you're you're off <laughs> so it forced me to figure out how to stay exactly perfectly like metronome timing um, which I guess is very think, helpful when we were going to be starting a band you know <laughs> right I think that benefited us when we started recording because I remember you know when Cameron was recording us him saying like wow your timing seems to have gotten a lot better oh yeah so that's that very cool yeah and we play and we played hear. here and there too yeah we, we didn't play like all the time but you know no, once because, in a while like I didn't have all the time in the world to just be like okay Mike I'm gonna come over at 8 a.m and we're, I'll be there till six and we'll play rock man mm-hmm. we're gonna get this timing down we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna play alive by Pearl Jam over and over and over and over again <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly so like that was I, I didn't play any video games from 1996-ish um, until that Xbox game. Because I can remember going over to Denny's house somewhere around 97, and they had a N64. And I just and I remember being like, wow, there's another game system. I just can't do this. Yeah, so and he they was your one it. friend that was still playing games then? And it was more like his younger sister that would play it. Oh, okay. Initially, like she would, she played video games until they got the N64, and then all of a sudden, like him and his older brother like would play games all the time to the point that that became their life. And we ended up not doing anything else except of like, Oh, Hey, I'm here. I'm hanging out with my friend, Denny. And they would just play video games like all day long. And like, I had no interest. They had the, the golden eye game. That was like one mm-hmm. of the first ones I remember them getting and being like, wow, it's so like different. It's just like the movie <laughs> and like, Oh good. You can run up behind somebody and shoot them in the head. And then, go over here and shoot somebody else in the head. And then that person shoots you. There was like, I I didn't know what the point of the game was. I don't know what you're trying to accomplish. It just kept on going and going and going, Um, but they would play for hours and hours. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go home now. (laughs) They didn't even know you were there. (laughs) I know exactly. Like, you know, again, sunrise, sunset, they, they never turned lights on. So like the glow of the TV was just there and they would barely acknowledge that you were in the room with them most of the time either. <laughs> so, right. Like, I'm just going to go. I've home. done and that like, countless was, times with my neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> I was driving at this point. So it was like, I could drive myself to and from his house. I'm like, I guess I'll go home now and <laughs> nothing else to do here. <laughs> so, um, and then I can remember his sister getting a GameCube, which was, yeah, that was the one after right? the NES. Yeah. And 2001. I think that was, yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then like they didn't play nearly as much at that point when we were in our twenties. Um, but I remember the GameCube being there, but nobody really playing it. So, um, yeah. And that was kind of the end. I don't, and then whenever PlayStation and Xbox came out after that, I just remember hearing about them vaguely and being like, we're still doing video games, guys. Like, <laughs> video games on. are still a thing. <laughs> like, why are we like going crazy for this? They're all just like games that are incredibly difficult to figure out how to play. And it's, there's more important things to do with life. Yeah. I can understand I that, that kind of jaded perspective, <laughs> you know, uh, but yeah, at that $300 uh, that for a game console, it's one thing when your parents are buying it, let alone when you're buying it. <laughs> I know what a waste of money. I could be, I could be solving world hunger with this money. With, I could uh, be paying my rent with this money. Yeah. <laughs> tell me about it. Especially with some of those uh, consoles back in the day. But uh, yeah, I mean, at that point, I was fully immersed, like especially with Final Fantasy VII, like I was saying, that 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 transported me to a new plane of existence as far as like my video game career would uh, would would go. And 
Like I, I, all I wanted was just to play game stories and RPGs and, and adventure games on, on, um, on consoles. So at, yeah, at that point too, with PlayStation two and GameCube and Xbox, like those, there was no shortage of those games too. So like, it's very interesting to hear that very like outside the periphery kind of jaded perspective that you had and like, right. like I, but like, I totally especially, get it too. Especially by the time like GameCubes and Playstations came out, like by then, like I've had jobs and mm-hmm. I knew the value of a dollar. Yeah. And I was like, why would I want to spend hundreds of dollars when, you know, you're, I'm making like $8 an hour at that point. Right. Like, why would I want to devote any money to this? And I'm not going to sit here and like beg my parents for it either. So it just kind of fell off. Yeah, maybe point. Santa, maybe if you're a good boy, maybe Santa will get you a GameCube this year. Yeah, you never know. I already knew the truth. <gasps> 1993. At that point, <laughs> jaded, so jaded. <laughs> I mean, if, if Santa can't be real if he doesn't get you Super Street Fighter Two. You know, dude, I, that was the only game I wanted. I didn't ask for anything else from Santa. I wrote it down on my oh, list, you mailed it to him. Letter? Oh my gosh, I, Santa I probably sat on his lap for all I know. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Santa, Super Street Fighter 2, please. That's I all will. I want, Santa. I My belief like in you, you is riding on Super Street Fighter 2. <laughs> but uh, exactly. if we if exactly. we if we look at like the present day too, and uh, I mean like you 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 the only video games that you dabble in are this kind of party games that I would bring to your house every now and then, like Jackbox yes. and uh, What the Dub. And uh, right. I mean and that was t- 2020 before. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, uh, me to that. yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, that was you're right. That was 2020. I I remember buying that for the the first Jackbox party pack for your wife's birthday because you know she wanted us to come over um, in 2020. Yeah, because that was before lockdown. But um, so yeah, I I, I bought that. I thought, oh, I think oh this would be fun. Everyone has a cell phone. We can all just kind of party up and have a, have a good laugh and stuff like that. And that you know that that's like some amazing times every yes, time that this, we this, pop those games is... on. This is a way of doing games that that fits me much yeah. better. Yeah, it's like I can just come up with funny things, make all my friends laugh, and you and... don't need to learn some complicated controller you've never hold, <laughs> right. you've never held in your life. You know, and it's like it. it I, I feel like I'm more in control because of that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and, and that that's one of those things that I love about those games too is that they invite everyone to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and not not only just with the fact that. Um, like, oh, anyone with a cell phone or some like network device can come and come and play. It's just the fact that like there's these games aren't complicated. They're just like, hey, answer this question, answer this trivia, right. tell it, tell us a joke, or draw something dumb on your right. on your pad. Look and at look at so and so's stupid answer over there. Stupid. Yeah, it's like let's all, let's all laugh at this person. <laughs> yeah, and it's so great. And like I and we recently started playing What the Dub too together, and like the laughter, the greatest. The yeah, greatest. the laughter from your voice every <laughs> round is just so magical, and I'm like, I am. Oh, this man. is money well spent, dude. I like, know. The first time you almost died laughing, I was like, that's worth seven dollars <laughs> right there, dude. Exactly. <laughs> it taps into so many different elements of 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 me, and yeah, I enjoy yeah. that. So, but yeah, I mean, but again, all those years of just like sitting in silence in the dark, watching people play role playing games or whatever where like nothing exciting is happening mm-hmm. and like it, it wasn't like we were playing and we were just like yeah we're bonding we're talking we're laughing like there was none of that going on throughout the 90s playing video games you know like so th- that that was a big part of it yeah 
And, and that's that, something, that, oddly enough, that's something I want to do is laugh and hang out with my friends. Which <laughs> is, I thought? guess, what you get out of Jackbox and What the Dub, too, which is really cool. And that's, yeah, you and I had very different, like, experiences growing up with video games because you saw it as a social um activity and me like even though i would go to my neighbor's house because you know he had like the latest and greatest and stuff and just kind of what either watch him play or he'd let me play if he was being generous um like (laughs) it was never a social thing it was always like this single player game that we're gonna get through and we're gonna take turns maybe or i'm gonna watch you and Um, then he would hand you that controller and you're like it's like oh you had a peanut butter jelly sandwich today i could tell (laughs) it still smells like it it's so thick (laughs) and then like your friend would like go to the bathroom and he'd come back and be like okay i want my controller back now yeah exactly yeah you can play while i'm well my you know i go talk to my mom who's calling me right now it's like Mm -hmm. oh great you're so you're so kind neighbor right uh, Right. yeah it was he would go and and get in trouble with his parents did that ever happen where like your friend would be called off in the other room and he would give you the controller and then like they would yell at each other and like there would be all sorts of you know illegal things happening between the parents and the child and screaming and then he would come back and he'd be crying and he was like okay i'm gonna play now i i whenever that would happen he would always come back in the room and he says my mom says you have to go now I'm like oh and then and then and then that awkward kind of walk of shame even though i didn't do anything right. And then you, that walk of shame, you cross the mother and like you yes. lock eyes with her and she looks at you like, how dare you? How dare you be in my house, young man? I've been at work for eight hours. And, <laughs> and here, here you are playing home. Sonic and Knuckles. Right. In video games with my child who didn't take out the trash while I was gone. Get That's out. all I asked. All I asked. You're a bad influence. No, that was that was that was a fair amount of the time as well. It was just like, oh, I'll sit here and play video games while my friend is getting screamed at by his parents, amongst other things. <laughs> and we'll just see what happens next. This this is the eighties. Yay. <laughs> Childhoods are fun, aren't they? <laughs> oh well, man. Adam, it's... that is the extent of the questions that I have for you, man. That was uh, okay. thank you for sharing all those stories with me, dude. I, I, I'm happy that video games are a little bit, I don't know. You guys seem so excited by them now. And I, I don't know if I would have the same reaction to them trying to teach them to my children mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. Um, and I, that's, I, I'm totally that's an interesting the... thing too. Like, uh, I guess that's, I guess we can go start from there. Like now that, you know, both of us are fathers and oh, that's uh, a drink know, right there. As a father, <laughs> uh, has has your daughter, is your eldest ever expressed interest in playing video games? No, even on the iPad, like the little one will play games for a little while, like little baby games. Like learning games, um, yeah. Yeah, but the older one, I mean, she's much more, she's a social one, as you've yeah, come to know. videos so, and things like that. Mm-hmm. Making she's her own using the, videos. Yes, if she's using the iPad, she's, she's, uh, playing with her friends on messenger and they're playing with each other through the iPad or, um, but yeah, she doesn't just sit down and play video games. Oh, okay. So like part of me is like, man, I'd love for her to experience this so that she'll leave me alone for hours. Like, (laughs) wouldn't that be wonderful? Like to all the things that I wanted to do playing video games as a child would be away from my parents. Like I could, I could use some of that. I know it's, it'd be the exact opposite. You're yelling at her because like, Hey, you haven't spent four hours in your room yet. Come back yeah. out when it's dinner time. <laughs> like I'm like, she's complaining to me about the baby doing something. And I'm like, Nora, you know, you can just go to your room and watch your laptop 
whenever you want to <laughs> by yourself. We're those type I'm of like, parents. Like, I'm not going to be offended by that. <laughs> We've had to take YouTube off of our TV, but YouTube is all over your laptop. So why aren't you there? And it's like, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to figure that out. She's just too social and she wants like the baby to be part of her social experience. Yeah. Yeah. No. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it'll take someone like you had, like maybe like a neighbor or a friend who's really into games to like maybe get her into it. Right? And her friends, like they're not into games. They're they're They really aren't. I haven't heard of any of them being like, Oh, so-and-so played. I don't know. What do you kids play these days? Fortnite, Mine, Minecraft, Minecraft and Roblox and stuff like yeah, that. Like nobody she knows plays that except for, you know, her cousin. Mm-hmm. But, we don't hear him talk about it very much either. Right. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, Cause she's a lot more social than my daughter was at her age. And mm. like, but still my guess, my daughter, I mean, just maybe just by virtue of having me as her father, just uh, heard about those type of games from her friends. Maybe, mm. maybe, maybe those are yes. the type, type, types of questions she asks other kids like, Oh, what kind of games do you play? Things right. like that. So I guess it just never crosses her mind. You know. And even like she'll she'll come running up to us and say like, hey, Piper says um, I need to download this app and you guys need to pay for it so that we can play a game together. Um, you know, Piper said to go ask my mom to do that. <laughs> and we're just like, um, no, we're not paying money for that. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, I, I have no idea if she did something like that, if she would even be like that into it. She's not only a social butterfly, but she's literally a butterfly with her uh, attention span. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you, gonna... you plop down 1999 for some awesome game app that she can play with her friend. And then mm-hmm. she's done with it after 30 minutes. Right. Like, I don't know. What, what do you guys play? Like now where it's like, you can play every single game for, you know, $20 a month or whatever. Game oh, pass. game pass. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know if that'd be something she would be interested in, but it, like if she does, if she figures that stuff out, I will be like, enjoy. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I mean, that's like, the best deal in gaming nowadays and it from what i understand like that's coming to like smart tvs so um right i learned that for that dorkiest podcast episode. oh yeah what's that two three (laughs) what's what's that what's the dorkiest podcast oh i don't know maybe you should start it (laughs) oh okay uh i'll make sure that nobody else has that name but uh yeah uh so yeah I, i so i guess her gaming experience your gaming experience i guess these days are are just kind of determined by whether or not we bring our consoles over to your house. Right. I guess. It's determined by other people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. I, I, that's cool. I, yeah. I just don't have the energy or, or wherewithal to try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So, cause I, I have a feeling I could really get into it again if I wanted to, and whether that's a valuable use of my time, I have no idea. Well, I, I mean, I'm speaking for myself, of course, but like some of the best narrative, stories and just artistic experiences in my entire life have come from video games and i I, you know other than movies and some books and some comics like gaming is where i get most of my like artistic fulfillment like music of course like that that that, that, that's more like on a poetic um uh, there might be another podcast that you're part of that could could go into that artistic side a little I have bit. No idea what a you're talking bit. about. I have no idea what you're talking about. But <laughs> but uh yeah, at least from my perspective, like that's where I get a lot of my art my artistic fulfillment is from video games and just that interactive nature where like, even though like the story is not about like a character you created or something, like you f- still feel part of the experience. Like you made this happen. Like you 
helped this story come along. So you are inherently a part of it. And that's where I get, and, that, and that's what I get out of games. So it, it definitely is um, a, a, a good use of my time uh, as, as far as like my free time goes. So, you know, for someone who dropped off right around the time the gaming industry was getting into those experiences, it's very, uh, I, I completely understand where you have that disconnect, like from where I am with games and where you are with games today, you know? I think being able to save where you leave off was a huge factor. Like if, if, yes, that, if that dude. had been there in those early days, I might've had a whole different perspective on this. And, and again, you, you cut off right at the N64 when they were saving game data, dude. Cause I would have, I, what I would do is leave the NES on oh. and hope that when I got back from whatever I had to go do, that it would still be there mm-hmm. in one way or another. And sometimes it would, and sometimes it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. I, I tried to do that with my, um, my game boy once I came back and the batteries are dead. <laughs> I was like, Oh, that's right. This thing uses batteries. Yeah. Oh yeah. There was no way to recharge it, I guess. Oh, there was, there was like, uh, there was like power adapters, which I ended up oh, using man. my allowance to buy for both the game boy and the game gear. So I can stop asking my mom for batteries. But of course that would limit like where I can play. I can only play like my room or something. Mm, interesting. Yeah, yeah. It was the wild west. It was. Sure was, dude. <laughs> well, Adam, this was incredible, man. Thank you so much for sharing your stories with me, man. Thank you for sharing your perspectives. I think that's all of them. I remember playing a few other random games here and there that I wasn't as into. Do you have a favorite game before we before we cut off this episode? I, I, I mean, Super Mario 3 and, and that Ken Griffey Jr. game like, were probably my favorite games, especially because like they made the stadiums look like the real stadiums. And that was like such a huge deal after all those years of playing RBI baseball, 1987, you know, everything looked the same in that, except the, 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 the teams had different colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when RBI, when winning run came out, it was like, man, you can like, you have to hit the ball over the, the green monster in um, Boston. And then you had like all these other like newer stadiums that were incorporated into that too. Even though like the new stadium boom of the early 2000s, like that would basically wipe winning run out completely because like then all of a sudden everybody had the oldest stadium in the world. Yeah, um, I would have never guessed just from looking at the the one or two screenshots that I saw that they were actually um, recreating stadiums. That's really cool, especially for the NC, uh, for the, for the um, sorry, the SNES, for them to actually have the data capacity to decorate different stadiums. Mm-hmm. That's really cool, yeah. dude. It was pretty cool. Um, and I remember some other baseball game shortly thereafter. It might have been like the next Ken Griffey Jr. game or something like that. But that one, um, like it, it had stadium noise. So you would hear like the vendor say, you would hear the, the vendor say, popcorn here. And oh, stuff like wow. That. That's really cool. <laughs> and so like my friend Chris and I were playing that and we got like a case of the giggles at like 1130 at night one night and I'm going um, <laughs> yeah and and like every like 30 seconds you would hear him say peanuts here and then we just like got into this mode of it being that he was saying penis instead of peanuts and like we just could not stop laughing and like to the point that literally the next day my mom and my stepmom were were pissed they were giving me the silent treatment like I can't oh no like it was just and then they're like why are you guys so pissed like you guys were smoking weed last night, weren't you? Because we of the giggling? You, we could hear you laughing 
all <laughs> night long. And like, it ever occurred to you, mom, that we're just hilarious people. And I had only had like a couple of, of times of experiencing the marijuanas at that point, but we were literally only high on life and maybe sugar during that entire thing. And, and, and a little bit of <laughs> baseball. <laughs> yeah. We may have gone outside to like smoke a cigarette, but that, that was about it. Um, and, and I remember just being like, no, seriously, we weren't smoking weed. We, the game was saying peanuts. We, we thought it sounded like penis and we could not stop laughing. And I had to explain this. I'm 16 oh, years old or 17 years old explaining this to my, to my like boomer parents. Yeah. <laughs> and there's been like, like, they believed me. Like this was the first time, like they literally believed me after a while. Like, I can't believe we, we thought this was our, our good son. He only, he only smoked cigarettes at 16 years old. He wasn't be smoking marijuana in our presence. <laughs> so, like, I can't believe video games have corrupted my, my, mm-hmm. my, my poor young son, making him say exactly. penis over and over again. Right. And like, and then we just kept on saying it like throughout the weekend, like penis, penis, <laughs> penis, here. penis, here. <laughs> get your penis. <laughs> oh man. That's making me giggle. Oh man. It was, it was intense and insane at the same time. <laughs> well, that is awesome. Well, thank Adam. you for having me on. May I never bring up my history with the, the stone age of video games again. Yes. The, the subject is now closed as far as you and me go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, thank you so much for making the time for uh, the the dorkiest feed, and uh, and 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 of course, this is going to go up on the skinny with Mike and Adam as well. Those of you who are subscribed to us, who have on the skinny, who have made it this far, um, please, if you enjoyed this type of conversation, uh, please subscribe to the uh, do- the do- the dorkiest podcast. I'm already getting my podcasts mixed up already. Please subscribe to the dorkiest podcast for more in-depth kind of long-form video game conversations like this uh the episode before this i had uh my wife and my daughter on and we talked about the history of console controllers and that was that was a really fun time uh daniel and i talk about uh a a lot of great gaming subjects as well Uh, i'm gonna have a i'm i have a episode with daniel coming up very soon about uh about sad boy stuff like some of the the, some of the saddest moments in gaming that we've we've ever experienced so stay tuned for that man Nice. But, uh, you know, I, I talked a lot on this episode about how like narrative experiences like um, are some of like the highlights of my life. So I've, I'm going to bring up a lot of stuff. I'm going to try not to cry. Then I'm going to cry a lot. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, stay tuned for the dorkiest. And I hope you guys enjoy this show, Skinny Audience. And thank you for joining us. And dorkiest audience, thank you for uh, joining us again on, the, on yet another episode. This was fun. And if you want more Adam go subscribe to the skinny with Mike and Adam. It's a little bit more adult than uh, this episode, of course. And we talk about the music, music scene. We do album reviews. We do, you know, lists and countdowns. And, you know, we, we catch up on albums that both of us have uh, grown up with in our lives as well. And those are always fun. I'm, I'm currently going through Adam's, uh, uh, you know, formative nostalgia albums as well. <laughs> yeah. Nostalgia bombs. And what I'm, what I'm, what we're calling like the super best friends list. So, uh, yeah, so we have a good time. We've been doing this for a long time and thank you again, Adam, for making some time for uh, my new podcast. I hope you'll, I hope you'll still join us. Yes. You, Adam. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. Any, if you're going to talk about sad boy crap, I'll be there. I won't get oh, yeah. it, but I'll, that'll be, I'll be there. Yeah. That'll be, that'll be the next, um, 
that'll be the next episode I do with uh with 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 your boy Daniel. So uh, gotcha. thank you folks again for joining us at the uh, on this week's uh or this episode of the Dorkies. They come out so sporadically now. This was supposed to be a bi-weekly podcast, and we've done this is number five at this point with a pilot episode, so six episodes all together. So in in the month that we've that I've started this, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you can you can go tweet at us over at the at Dorkiest Pod, or you can send us an email over at the Dorkiest Podcast at gmail.com. If you wanna uh, if you wanna talk to me personally, I'm over at Instagram at uh, Mike Wears Prada, and I'm working on different avenues of um, communication for this podcast because I am currently not on social media other than Instagram. Um, trying to break through the noise of Twitter is kind of a nightmare uh, for both the skinny and. Um, the dorkiest podcast so i'm trying to find different ways to um interact with audiences who wish to interact but uh but uh like i like i teased in the beginning of this episode too like you know um um, um, progress is a little slow on the dorkiest so thank you guys for those of you who are listening to this thank you for sticking around you know it'll take off it'll take off this is i hope so much more interesting subject than music Oh, shut up, Adam. <laughs> I just hope that, the, you know, putting this out on the skinny feed, too, will, you know, for any skinny listeners out there who are you happen to be video game fans, I hope that they'll come and cross over and check out this show as well. Um, but, uh, yeah, th- uh, again, I can't thank you enough, Adam. Uh, for my co-host, Adam, again, check him out at the Skinny, skinny with Mike and Adam. Uh, and tune in, stay subscribed to the uh, Dorkiest for more long-form, interesting video game podcasts. Uh, I am your co-host, Mike. And GG's, everybody. GG's. Adam, you're supposed to say GG's as well. GG's as well. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) You got me. You got me. (laughs) 